Don't ever get weary in praying, saints. The enemy wants to bog you down with it. The enemy wants to tell you it doesn't work. Don't believe in it. You're still waiting for this or that. You keep praying. Remember, God says, my house shall be a house of, right, not preaching, praying. So It's awesome to see the saints come down and pray for one another, lifting each other up through their heavy burdens. Glory. Pray for Joni now, please. Touch her with the power of God, Lord. Your daughter, Lord. Philip, would you take us before the Lord, please? Philip Moore. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. All right. I want to just remind you, uh, Wednesday night. We meet Wednesday night, and the majority of that is prayer. Coming together as a church, we pray for all the various requests that we can think of, situations of our land. Look, we're living in a time, day and age, where, where churches are canceling services. Uh, but it's... Directed in the Word of God, that as you see the day approaching, as you see that time coming, you should meet more. Really, it's what the Word says, we should meet more. And the reason for that is, is because evil is so prevalent and so oppressive that it wears us out. And it's not long that we're all falling off the tracks. And so God says, to kind of react that, you need to come and hear the truth more. So don't blow off Wednesday and certainly don't blow off Sunday night. And if that's not something you're used to, get into a habit.
Get into the habit of coming and hearing the Word of God and being stirred by the finger of God and praying for one another. All this stuff, even like the fall festival, it was more like a winter festival, but even like that, that is a time of fellowship. That's in the Word of God. Time of prayer, meeting together, fellowship, uh, the mystery dinner, all these things will keep you strong and powerful. God knits us together to be one body, lifting the Lord up, and the last days that we can be the lighthouse that he's called us to be in this dark time. In this dark time. So, um, please, do it. All right, we're just, uh, kind of question uh, given to me this week that kind of sparked a, a, an idea of a thought for a message. And, uh, and he asked me, uh, uh, what's the opposite of evil? That's a preacher friend of mine, and I was just thinking, man, I just preached on good or God. And I, well, what's the opposite of evil? And I went, good. You know, and if I say to you, what's the opposite of up? Down. Opposite of stop, go. Stop, uh, opposite of rich, me, poor. Okay, just so the opposites, how we think. Remember we were talking about when uh, we preached on that good or God, that God thinks different than we do. And so I want to bring something out and uh, kind of challenge you with it and show you something in the Word of God that we think more like Christ, have the mind of Christ, and not think with our natural understanding when it comes to the Word of God or life in general. All right, John 3.17 says this, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Now remember, we're looking for the answer, what's the opposite of evil? So here it comes in 21. But he that doeth good. That's what we would think. Opposite of evil is good. But look what the Word says. But he that doeth truth come to the evil. You combat the evil in your life with truth. Because a couple weeks ago, we saw how good is not necessarily good the way we think it is. Remember the tree of good and evil that blew the whole idea of God out of the water? What, what attracted? What drew Eve? It wasn't the evil side, the porn, the lust, the gambling, the running around. It was the good side. And so God says, when you want to combat evil that comes into your life, you combat it with truth. The Word of God, truth. No matter what you're going through, no matter what evil's coming your way, you combat it with truth. There's a lot of good things you could do. You can, like I said, you can go coach kids and try to help them not to get hurt when they play or do uh, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, all different kind of things. But when it comes to spirituality, God says, if you're going to combat the evil and there's much evil in the world, you combat it with truth. And this is what you need. I'm telling you, we do not understand this because you can tell by the ability that we know the Word of God. And I believe the opposite of evil, um, and I answered it. I answered it and said, well, it's good. 
And then as he laid this out, I thought, oh my gosh, it's true. I can't combat evil with good in my life. I combat evil with truth. And truth is the Word of God. And most of us don't have the Word of God in us. And so we become prey to that which is evil. We find no strength in ourselves because there's no good in us, the Bible says. And so we must combat it with truth. Remember, we went back to Genesis 3, 6, and it says that when the woman saw the tree, that it was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat. She did exactly opposite of what God told her to do. But it was the good that drew her. She should have combated with what? Truth. If she would have combated with the truth that God gave them as Adam and Eve, or as Adam walked through the garden with God, all this wouldn't have happened. So it wasn't the evil side, it was the good. Eve saw that the tree was good, pleasant, and desirable. And we know she suffered for it, and you and I are suffering for it today. So in order to combat the opposite of good, or the opposite of evil, you must say it's truth. It's the truth of the Word of God. What does God's Word say about this situation you're in? Not what you think, or what might be good, or what we think is good. John 3.20 says, For everyone that doeth evil hateth the truth. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. Not good. He that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. And that word truth means what is true in any matter. That, that, that's what that means. Truth in many, any matter under consideration. Anything that's going on in your life, you combat it with truth, which is the word of God. Not good. Going good deeds. So truth is that opposite of evil. John 1.14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus, the Word of God, full of truth. Full of what is true in any matter, any situation you're going under, walking through, oppressed with, attacked with, God says, deal with it with truth, the Word of God. Not what you think is good. Remember, God says, your ways and my ways are what? They are so far. You have to learn to think the way God wants us to think, and that's why he gave us this thinking book. This. So in other words, the Lord is saying, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's saying, I am what is true in any matter. In all things pertaining to God and the duties of man, I am moral and religious truth. I am. God said that. The Word is said and that's what you're supposed to have on your lap and then in your heart. And that will combat the evil. Because you and I live in an evil day. Lots of evil. And you've got to combat it with truth. 
There's a lot of good going on. You know, the children's hospital, all these uh, raising money for this sick person or that person, all kind of good causes, but that does not combat. It's truth, the Word of God. Truth. John 1.17 says this, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Truth. So your question is, okay, how do I get truth? If I want truth, how do I get it? John 17, 17 says what? Sanctify them or set them apart through thy truth. Thy word is truth. God's word. Now, I know we got all that head bobbing. You know, like those dolls you see in the back of cars. They just bob mostly their doggies or something like head bobbing. And we got to get that bobbing out of us and into our heart that this is truth that I'm giving you to combat the evil that is lurking for you, waiting for you. Pitfalls, snares, bad decisions, wrong boyfriends, wrong girlfriends, wrong doctrine, all laid out. And the only way you combat that is not with good but with truth. John 14, 16 says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. There's such an attack on the Holy Ghost. There's groups and eons and thousands that don't even want to call him God. And the whole idea is because he's the Spirit of truth. He will keep you walking the straight and the narrow. will keep you walking in the light and the holiness of God. So the, uh, what's the thing to do? Then you attack that and try to tear it down to keep us from that. He is sent to comfort us and to give us the spirit of truth. The spirit of Christ in us. The mind of Christ to combat the evil that's there for you. And it's there. Enemy plays with your thoughts and your minds. That's where the battle's won. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive this, the world thinks we're crazy. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And the Lord says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And that comfortless means a, a, a teacher. That you're in need of a teacher, a guide, or a, a guardian. Many of us are without fathers and you've been orphaned. God said, no, not in my kingdom. Because that's what this means. I'll send you one to take care of you. Spirit of truth. So you don't have to fall for all the false doctrines or the, the new fad that comes down the spiritual road. You combat it with truth, even though it might sniff, smell, taste, and pass the test of good. You deal with truth. Truth. John 14, 26 says this, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, amen, settled. Says it right there. 
whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Just like all these little babies we have. Teach them things. Little Addison comes to our house, Ruth's reading the Bible to her, reading Bible stories to her. Teaching. Well, she can't even talk. Honey. I bet it works. Even pouring it into her four-month-old child. Teaching. And God says, that's what the Holy Ghost does to us. When we're born again and we're this little baby, we might be a grown man, 210 pounds, but we don't know anything about God. That the Spirit of truth will come in you and guide you and lights will go off when you're about to do something wrong. Because He's the truth and He knows what looks to you might be good. It's just another job. I'll make more money. But God knows it's not good for you to go that way. And you're thinking, well, this is good, right? I'll be making more money for my family. Combat it with truth. You've got to. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. It's the conclusion of the whole matter now we're giving you. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. That's the truth. That's what the Word of God says for you and I. This is the whole duty of man. Literally means this is the, the whole man or the full idea of man. The whole purpose of man. Was to keep the commandments. This is that whole purpose, the whole matter. Fear God, obey God, and keep His commandments. And God says, you will be my people and I will be your God. It's all deeper you need to go. Colossians tells us, For in Him, in God, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Look what 10 says. You are complete in Him. Money doesn't make you complete. Babes don't make you complete. Some big sports contract don't make you complete. It doesn't. If you turn to a sports page now, it's, it's like you've turned to the uh, sheriff's page. Who's indicted? Who's convicted? Who's this? Sports. So if they were complete, they should be doing everything right. So all fouled up the world is, they finally get some type of a football player who had ability, who loves God, and they left him out of the league. Because the world can't see or recognize truth. They cannot. That word complete, this is what you are. Complete means to make full, to fill up, so that nothing shall be wanting. Really, you don't. There is no wanting. If you are complete in God. You don't need a man, you don't need a woman, you don't need riches, you don't need a car, you don't need muscles, you don't need beauty, you don't need fame, you don't need fortune, you don't need... You are complete in God. That's the truth. Now it goes against the grain of everything that you think naturally. But you understand that your thinking naturally is no good. You're to be thinking 
supernatural. John 18, 37 says this, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest I am a king. To this end was I born. Here's the reason why I'm here. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. The Lord was sent to bear witness of the truth of his heavenly Father, that this thing's true, and it works. I'll bear witness. I'll live it in front of you. It's the reason I was, came, the reason I was born. It's what the Word of God says. It's truth that combats evil. Not good. Good can be evil. Good can take you away from the house of God. Well, I, this this hobby, I'm taking care of this or taking care of that. It's crazy. The Bible doesn't say not everyone that is good heareth my voice. It says everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Big difference. You want to be good when you stand in front of God? Or do you want to have the, the mind of God that you've heard his voice and you're declared righteous by God? Because of the truth. There's going to be a lot of good people in hell. Paid their taxes, loved their country, took care of their family, took care of the aged, took care of this, helped out Bibby League, this league, that league, all leagues, any league. Because they're all over the place now. They're going to die and stand before God. They're going to go, what? what? I was good. What's the truth say about good? There's only one good. And hold on. It's not you. <laughs> and it's not me. It's not. Because truth is the opposite of evil. It's not good, I'm telling you. John 8, 32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth, not good, the truth shall make you free. That word make, you know what that means? One who ceases to be a slave. The truth will stop you from being a slave. Good, you will still be hooked on things. And when it demands and slaps your back, oh, you've got to do it. Even though you're good. It's the truth that sets you free. The Word of God tells us Jesus is the truth. Remember the Lord said what? You hate me because what? <laughs> you hate me because I tell you the truth. And why do we hate people when they tell us the truth? Because they're keeping our feet to the fire. They're holding us accountable. And we don't want to be accountable for anything. 5,900 speed limits on Route 40. The cop pulls you over and you say, I didn't see a speed limit. Pulls you over for your seatbelt. He's getting out of the car. You're going, yeah, who's on? It's just not in us to tell the truth or to believe the truth. So truth is the key. New Hope, this church, needs to be a truth center. No matter who laughs, no matter who betrays us, 
No matter who walks out on us, it needs to stay and remain a truth center long after Ruth and I are gone. A truth center where people can come and hear the truth. We have some visitors, some guests. I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. Whether you ever come back or not, you've heard the truth today. Guess what? You will be held accountable. So, let me give you some true sayings. Here's some truth sayings. Jeremiah tells you something true you better listen to. It tells us about us. Jeremiah 17, 9 says this. Your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. That's the truth. I don't care how you make up it and lipstick it. It's the truth. I don't care how many muscles you want to pop. It's the truth. How many yards you can run. It's the truth. That's what the Word of God says. People need salvation. They need to know the truth. And they need to know Jesus because he's the truth. People, we live in a world now where you're, not, you're afraid to say anything and everything. He said, the heart is deceitful above all things. Above all things. Above all things. Think of that. Above all the abortionists. Above all the Hitlers and the dictators. Above all those who have somehow afflicted and tortured Pastor Saeed and all the men of God. Above all, my heart inside of me. Without God. It's desperately wicked. The next verse says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. Verse 1 says, who can know it? God said, um, I do. I know that heart. And that's the truth. Proverbs eleven twenty eight tells us also, He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. Many people say, I got to work two jobs. A lot of the two jobs keep them from church because I got to make extra money. I got... Kids, I got this bill, that bill, I've got to, I just have to. Wife saying, I have such a good husband. And they're receiving no truth. They're receiving paychecks with extra money. The Bible says this, He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. What's the righteous? Those that live right. Not those that live good, those that live right according to the Word of God, according to truth. They have God's righteousness on them. And you're saying, I got to go to work. I got to get that extra. Oh, it's triple time today. But you, your wife, your children, no one's receiving the truth to combat the evil that is out to doom your soul. But you might have a nicer car at the end of life. Jesus wants you to know that. That's why it's in the Word of God. Proverbs 11, 4 says, Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness deliver from death. I've done all kinds, tons of funerals, 
many, 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 many outside this church. I look for it as an opportunity to give them the gospel. But I have been asked by family members to please stand by the casket because they will rip the jewelry right off my mother's fingers. What's it profit? We deck you out all that jewelry and lay you in. What's it profit? That's the truth. I'm not lying. I've been asked that. The Lord wants you to know that. God tells you the truth, and he says, Here, you want, here's the truth. Seek ye first. And all that other stuff will be added. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his truth, living right. And then God says, all that other stuff you need will be. You understand, God had anywhere from one million to five million Jews, we're not sure, walking around in the desert. And he took care of every one of them. It didn't all of a sudden poof and there was a mall and they could go in and buy shoes. They didn't have to do anything. The shoes grew with their feet. The, the clothes never tore or ripped. How many times you put something brand new on and you catch it on an ounce? That they went for years and never had a problem or an issue. As if God can't take care of us now. Refrigerator's empty, cabinet's empty. You can't buy nothing without the mark. That got rain man again from heaven. We live with such a natural mind when we serve a supernatural God. And that's the truth. Proverbs 12, 22 says, Lying lips. We always look, you know, what's all going on today? I mean, I, you know, told you about Chaplin and with the fire department, and I hear some of their stories. You know, mothers killing their babies now. Looking around, we've got all these little babies with their grandmas. It's just a sweet sight. How does the enemy turn that around so that they kill their babies? And you think, what can be more worse? And then you hear another one. What? Three babies. And the Bible says this, lying lips, which we look at as probably, man, if that's all I did. What's going on in this life? If all I did was lie. Well, but what about the truth? Bible says, the truth says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. An abomination. That word means a disgusting thing to God. But in our mind, we think, geez, if all I did was lie compared to all. But the truth says, it's a disgusting thing to God. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. This is the truth that combats evil. You understand? Evil wants you to lie. Why would evil want me to lie? Revelation 21.8 says this. But the fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable, and the murderers, and the whoremongers, and the aborters, and the baby killers, and the mother that killed her child, and... Hitler and Mussolini and, yeah, yeah, all those. And idolaters and all liars. It's right up there. That's the truth. It ranks right equal. 
So when the enemy comes, because we're all prone to lie, and when he comes with his evil to get you to lie because you're in a tough spot, the truth should rescue you. And say, I, I just got to tell the truth. Man, I came out here because of, in the 80s, when I think it was Carter was president. Remember the prime was 21.3% or something? I worked in steel mills, and there were steel mills in Pittsburgh. And I've told you before, if you drive on a Ohio River Boulevard at 65 miles an hour for 15 to 20 minutes, you didn't pass up the steel mill. It was still there. 13,000 people worked there. All of a sudden, the collapse of everything. Thousands thrown out of jobs. Standing in unemployment lines. It would take me hours to get to the front door of the unemployment line. 30 degrees, rain or whatever. You had to just sit there, stand there. Like this, waiting to get in. And then they go take their lunch. Just leave you out there. Everybody's cussing and filthy language and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And you finally get up to there. And it's the truth. You have been laid off. And they said, have you made any money this week? And the battle would rage. Standing by guys, they got, I'm telling you the truth, stacks of money in their pocket because everybody's paying them what? Under the table. No, I didn't make a cent. Well, here's your full benefit. Here's your full benefit. Here's your full benefit. They turn around, they're snickering, laughing, looking at you. I have to go up and say, yeah, I made $49. And so they would take X amount of dollars off of my pay. And I had four children. But the truth kept us all the time through those moments. I'm telling you, how are you going to know you pass if you don't have a test? Right? And God already knows if you're going to flunk or fly. It's you. You're the one. And boy, I would turn around. I mean, I'm perspiring with sweat. Thinking, oh, oh, oh. Because uh, it was rough going. But the truth always wins. Because the truth is Jesus and the father of lies is Satan. It's, it's perfect. But it's hard. It is. But God says, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Uh, I don't want any of that. And the Lord wants you to know that that's the truth. See, I know I am holding your feet to the fire. It's a lot better to be held your feet to the fire now than to be thrown into the fire later. And I understand. Oodle's percentage of the world doesn't want to believe in hell. and said it's not true. But the book of truth says it is true. Here's another one. I think we were in, out of one of those Disney things out there in L.A. 
the original that Walt Disney started. And I'm not positive, but I thought somewhere on that ground his body was frozen and kept until they could figure out how to bring someone back to life. Have you heard that story? Walt Disney's body was frozen. So I wasn't sure if he was actually out there on that property. Maybe it was. Yeah, Walt Disney. Bible says in Ecclesiastes 8.8, there is no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit, neither hath he power in the day of death. No one. And that's the truth. Everyone has a date with death. When the spirit that God has breathed in you, you became a living soul, a living soul, God said, I'm going to take that spirit back one day and hold it accountable, which is the real you. What I'm looking at is just a house. Some of you have nice siding and some of you have other sidings. So we are. We just, some of us are in need of repair, knees, but the real me is the spirit that God put in me. And at death, that goes right back to God. That's the truth. Hebrews tells us, as it is appointed unto man, wants to die, but after this is the judgment. Look, you've got to, God wants you to understand you get, you get one shot at it. Many opportunities to come to Christ, but one shot, one life. Some of you were asked here by friends, buddies, pals, relatives. Inside their hearts, they're just, oh, I hope they're listening. I hope they see. Because you only get one shot at this. Many opportunities, but one life. Matthew says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him a wise man which builds his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. That's the only way you can withstand everything that happens in this life, and all evil is to be on the rock, which is Christ, the Word of God. Revelation 21.4 says this, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Life does get better than this. It does. You have to combat evil daily. Paul said, I die daily. We have to combat evil every second. In our mind, we have to decide to follow the truth. Live for the truth. You've got to know the truth. But when this comes to an end, things are going to get much better. Much better for you be well worth what you went through. The disappointments, the betrayals, the friends that left you, it's going to be well worth it. Romans 8 says this, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You understand that? It's instant. Your last breath here, your first breath in the glory, they're going to be going, Oh my gosh, oh, look at that. They're not going to be thinking, why did I suffer all my life? Why did I have... They're not going to be thinking any of that. The Bible states that we have all fallen short of the glory of God, but we're going to see God's going to give it all back if you hang in there. I'm giving you the truth. You're going to have tough times now. You're going to battle evil. That's why God has given you a sword 
of the Spirit, helmet of salvation. He's given you armor because you're called to a battle. Truth and evil. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says this, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inner man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, even what Pastor Saeed's going through, the Bible says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, compared to eternity. Sometimes I think, man, Pastor Saeed's been there three years. The truth says, God says, what I have in store, that's like a light affliction, and it's only for a moment. Because see, our natural mind spit and sputter trying to think of eternity. No beginning, no end, forever. What? I just... You have to believe it by faith. For the light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That's the truth. While we look not at things which are seen, I'm afraid we do, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I'm telling you about things you can't see. It's the truth. They're eternal. And the enemy decorates all this with his gold and fancy, and it's all a lie to keep you. And if you don't know the truth, you're going to fall for the golden glitter. You're going to fall for it. Whether it comes in a skirt, or it comes with muscles, or it comes with a job. People will move to Alaska for a high-paying job. High-paying job. Because it's remote, and it's cold. High-paying. They'll move to Alaska. They won't come across the street to a church. So what motivates us? It's money. And so they'll, they'll drive their new four-wheelers until they die. Then what? This is the truth, folks. You can't have anything get in the way of the truth. Hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness, name them. Everything the enemy has laid before you. And if you're partaking of it, you're polluting yourself and damning yourself. 2 Timothy 4.8 says this, Henceforth, because of all this, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Everybody here, a crown of righteousness, a crown of doing what is right. Because of the truth. Now everyone, everyone, look. Look at me. Everyone. This is the truth. So help me, God. I'm giving you the truth. And the Lord Jesus was called into the court to bear witness. Do you tell the truth, the whole truth to help you? I do. He's God. To bear witness of the truth. This truth will combat the evil that's waiting for you. Let's stand.
you remember everything, anything you remember, please remember John 3, 21. He that doeth truth, not good. He that doeth truth, he that doeth truth cometh to the light. And the truth, the Bible tells you to pray for those who hate you. That's not something natural. That's not what we want. Pray for those who despitefully use you and hate you. It doesn't say hold on. It doesn't say get vengeance. It doesn't say I'm going to give them my two cents worth. No, you don't have any sense. You don't. The Bible says without me you can do nothing. Nothing. See, this is our natural way of thinking which plummets us into evil traps. And a lot of us don't get out. We can't get out. Like falling in the hole in the ice, you're gone. Today, this morning, whether you ever come back or not, you will be held accountable by God when you stand before Almighty. You can deny you never heard the truth. You didn't understand the truth. I didn't know the way. I didn't know this. I wasn't told this. My dad never. My mother didn't know who they were. And God will say, do you remember? On October, what is today? 18th. You heard the truth. You'll be held accountable. So what you can do, how to confirm this and give this an amen, a period to everything today, is that you come to this altar. Then you just simply say, God, I want to follow the truth. Teach me the truth. If you're totally ignorant to what's going on today, you've just never been in church, you don't know about being born again, take the buddy who invited you. If you came here totally on your own, you come down here and you raise your hand, you look me dead in the eyes and we will deal with it. We will talk to you. I'm not talking about membership in the church. I'm talking about getting to know the truth. If you were bound up in hatred and bitterness and lying, and th- come, we will talk to God and ask him to set you free. No more a slave to make you free from that. It's all the truth I'm giving you. So as our booth plays some music, we'll open up these altars. Please come. Do not let the enemy talk you out of coming. Make your move. The enemy will hinder you. Walk right over the lies of the devil. He'll be lying away now on your head. Amen. Join them. Lenny. Lenny.